Hello, everyone. I am Dana Alvarenga, the Vice President of Customer Experience at Slap5. And I am Kaylee Basket, and I'm the Director of Revenue Growth at Slap5. And this is Customer X Therapy, where we invite you to take a seat on our virtual couch and tell us what's on your mind. Whether you need some guidance or want to offer therapy to your fellow Customer X pros, we are here to listen. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on our latest episode of Customer X Therapy podcast. Today, we are joined by Ashna Patel, and I would like to have her give a quick hello on who she is, what she's all about before we get started. Thank you so much, Dana. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, everyone. This is Ashna Patel. I'm manager of a customer success and support team at um, Ascent Cloud LLC. Um, and along with that, I'm also, you know, a co-founders of, of CS Insider and CS Lady, some of the organizations that I run through, you know, all about helping people break into CS and, and helping women, um, you know, work in CS or, or get motivated and um, all about customer success, basically. Um, and that's me. Awesome. Glad to have you here. And, and that's that's my connection with you from the uh, being a part of CS Insider. So excited to have you on here and uh, have you join um, join our podcast. So thanks so much in advance. Thank you. And and, and today we're we're talking about the role of empathy in, in customer experience and and you you talk a lot about um, like emotional intelligence and and empathy as a topic and um, it's been something you've really kind of honed in on and, and I think you have some really great insights and um, thinking back I mean really inside of a team so you work with a team within your organizations customer success and support um empathy helps uh with management and collaboration uh to understand kind of your peers um then externally with customer experience and customer management putting yourself in into someone else's shoes can make it easier to find a compromise maybe between different points of view um and in turn i believe helps to build a strong trusted relationship um so that's kind of my broad stroke definition of, of empathy within business. So I'd like to kind of s- switch it over to, to you to see how, how do you define it? How do you put empathy um, for business, empathy for your team, your customers to work? I'd just like to start off with digging in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great question. And I think I think you covered it pretty well, uh, Dana, to be honest. I think it's it's a. Generally speaking, it's in an, in a most general, generic, you know, simple language. Empathy is your ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And 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 what I mean by that is just, you know, you're just trying to put yourself in the, someone else's shoes and thinking two steps ahead, thinking a little bit ahead, like thinking ahead and thinking from that perspective before reacting. So it's more like you're responding to a situation or whether it's your customers, your internal team, um, rather than reacting to a, a situation that has occurred or that has opened up. And I think that's where empathy really, really comes in. And if you th- think about customer success or customer experience or you know the, the overall customer experience that our customers are getting from every part of the organization, um, Everyone, you know, showing should be showing um, or presenting empathy in their communication with the customer. Um, 
it's not just a job of a customer success or customer support or you know customer facing um, individuals. I feel like everyone that in comes in interaction with with customers or the things that customer uses your solutions should be you know demonstrating empathy because it's 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 a your from you think about it from a customer's perspective, they're not going to just define that you know this this customer or, or sorry this vendor or this solution is better because you're getting great services from the support team and not from you know everyone everyone else and they're going to look at it the whole cycle that they're going through you know starting from sales or even pre-sales and even ongoing after after even sometimes when they're churned you know it's all about empathy really helps with that relationship aspect and I think it's in every part of the organization. And that is why it's it's very important. But it is also something that you can't just sit and have and, and have um, someone just you know go through a course or two to 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 make them learn about empathy. It is something that you can coach them on, you can talk about, but it's also on the person for you to kind of, you know, it, take that on you to to learn and, and practice uh, to hone on. So yeah, I think that's that's what empathy is and also in the business. That's great. And 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 I know in the past year you've you've recently been promoted and and I don't know if you've been hiring any roles or just with you just mentioned with coaching um people within your team. How how do you go about um either one screening candidates to see if they they have that inner inner ability to to be empathetic or, or or when you're coaching your team what's kind of the red flags that go up where you're like well we need to have a, a one-on-one coaching to to help with that relationship building and, and that empathy aspect yeah yeah no that's like that's a great question and and i have been you know um hiring here a couple of members here and there so i think we've i've freshened my mind as well um but i think in in i'll tell you about two different things so it, Internally with the team right now, the coaching aspect, even my one-on-one, -on -one, when they bring in, you know, questions to me, here's a scenario, here's what the customer is asking. And what I what I say as a manager that I've tried to create a space for my my team members to come to me and even sometimes just went. Like they can just come to me and and open up, be like, hey, I've gone through this, this is what's happening with this customer. I can't figure something out, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we can go too much in detail with that. But I think in 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 all of that at the end, my question is, okay, now you tell me, how do you think we should react to this? So I think me, I become that my coaching is kind of like I become that not just the listening, you know, person, but I also give them the opportunity to you know, vent, take it all out. So not react to it, but take it all out to me. And then let's kind of, you know, work together to figure out how we should respond to this. And I think that's where empathy kind of comes in because that's when they know that they have that couple minutes to even, you know, maybe breathe in um, or, or think about it a little bit. I can help them reflect on it. Hey, what about, what if you look at this situation in a different way? And what, what about this way? What if you think the customer is looking for this other than this? So I think even helping them think outside of that little box that they've created, because we all know when we're put into a different situation, sometimes we can't think um, apart from you know the situation that's happening with us. And sometimes an other's perspective or even a, taking a second to think about it really helps. So I think, I mean, that's just part of one of the the exercise that I try to do with the team is, you know, try to create that 
place so that they can come to me and bring in their questions, but at the same time, take take a moment together to to dive in, dissect it a little bit, and and then respond to it rather than react to, react reacting to it right away. So that's one part of it. When it comes to you know the the if I'm screening for candidates and how I try to see um, you know it, their abilities to apply empathy. Um, I wish there was just an easy way to just like uh, see a score, just have them, you know, go through a, a certain certain examples, or take a test or something, and then see it. I'm sure there are some resources, but my main main way is is just to kind of, you know, maybe go by asking them questions, create another again, create a place where, you know, I can ask some questions such as, hey, describe a time when you had to deliver difficult news to your customer. How'd you go about doing that? If you had to say no to someone um, for something that you're capable of, but it's not part of your job, um, and also it's also time consuming, but you know how to do it, and, and how did you go about doing this? And I think the answers to these questions helps me understand their level of, of kind of you know where they are in terms of, you could be you know, over empathizing, I guess you could be under under empathizing, or you could be just about right. And there's not none of them is wrong. But I feel like it just makes me understand and how I should be reacting to to this person, if they were hired, or if you know, if I had to coach them into something, how that would that would look like. So it's just kind of like asking them questions. And even sometimes I've even done this recently, you can also take time to, you know, um, explain them, explain a difficult scenario and how someone reacted to that scenario and then literally ask the candidates, so what do you think went right and, and wrong in this situation? How would you break it down? Or if you had to handle this, how would you handle the situation? Um, would you handle it the, the, the same way or different way or, or whatnot? So I think these are some of the approaches that I've tried so far um, to kind of understand their level of empathy. I love that. And, I, and I've used that um, difficult situation. How would you handle that? And you got to yeah. know. I, I've used those in the past, so I, I like that. And and you're you're coming to to your team members of how asking them how they would react um, internally, kind of at, at our our organization. We use like, well, what have you done to investigate on it? Um, so yeah. just a, a different yep. way of phrasing it. But yeah, um, that's great. That's great. Some of your um, kind of insights and thought leadership that you've shared. Um, Ashna on, on LinkedIn, there, there was one post I really liked about, you, you stated to be intentional, be accountable, be empathetic, and at the same time, creative in your communications and customer approaches. Mm -hmm. And this obviously is sometimes easier said than done. Um, so yeah. when, when have you seen this done successfully? When have you seen this honestly fail? And, and, and what, what were you able to learn from that? Yeah, yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. It is easier said than than done. But I think I'll I'll tell you this. It's it's a lot of the time that we when you look at this some of the skills that I've mentioned, intentional, accountable, empathetic, and and just emotional intelligence in general. It's like we we forget a lot of time that it's not about the processes and guidelines and others. It it really comes down to one thing, and that's that it's about the people. 
It's, you know, we're, we're talking to people on the other side. We're working with the people on the other side. We're not trying to please robots. I think we're, we're trying to please the people. We're trying to make people successful. Um, and, and that's through the technology that we have at the at, at hands and, and other things. But really, it, it all comes down to that people aspect. And th- the reason why I bring this up, because it's it's it can be tough you know to be intentional and to be accountable in a certain situation and but at the same time being empathetic doesn't only mean that you just show them that you understand you have to take a step further and that is you know i understand what you're going through and that is why here's what i'm going to present to you and i think that's where you the creative aspect of your communication and customer approaches really comes in and what I mean by that is, I'll give you an example. Um, COVID really taught us a lot of many lessons, I would tell you. Um, personally, yeah. it taught me a lot of things. <laughs> but professionally, is one of the biggest um, lessons that I learned is, or it wasn't even a lesson, but I think it was a reassurance that I got um, as a, as a, from, a, from an organization perspective or as an individual working in a customer success space um, that the importance of nurturing and building relationships it's it's it, i mean it taught us that it was it was more important than ever before because a lot of time you know if you think about it businesses weren't doing well at the beginning and and we, they weren't getting any sales with covid and stuff even right now a lot of them are struggling people are really relying on you know nurturing and and, and going with the business that they currently had you know helping them build that so one of the things that i would say is is even in our organization, we face we face scenarios when we had to take a, a you know decisions based on different situation. Maybe a customer had a high health high health score, but also wanted to churn because they had to let go of their team or they had to cut down on the budget or you know some of the other things that COVID kind of you know put us into and and, and the world that we live in. And so, what does that tell me? As an as a customer success person, when I know that they have a high t- high health score, maybe they have utilized it so much, everybody was happy with it, you know, and and they're finding they're being successful with the solution. It was it was helping them. As an individual, I would go in there and, and try to talk about why the, my my or product or solution was a priority, or the solution was something that they needed to needed to keep, or you you know try to fight it otherwise. But because of the situation that we were in, it. it empathizing or emotional intelligence also made me aware of, of, you know, the situation that my customer were in. I was trying to put myself in my customer's shoes and, and then look at the situation differently. And what I mean by that, that my, my approach changed with them. I try to, I try to empathize with them and I try to ask them, Hey, I understand what you're going through and it's a tough decision to make, but let's talk about other ways that we can maybe work this out. We understand where you are. We understand what's going on. Maybe we can offer you something, you know, that can, that can help you. Maybe that's an extension that we can offer you. Maybe you can keep the minimum amount of licenses. And and again, I'm talking the tech terms here, but you know, maybe we can help you with keeping the minimum amount and then still keep the relationship going. Maybe you need some help with the, the payment and stuff. Let me see if I, if I can talk to my team. Again, all of this is possible if if that's something that you come out as not not only as an individual, but it needs to be something that as a company that you're working with. But what I'm trying to get to is when you're trying to be intentional, accountable and empathetic, 
you can't stop at, at just at that level. You have to take a step further and, and be like, okay. now, now that I understand what you're going through, now let me put myself in your shoes and now let me think, what can I give you? What, how creative can I be? What can I give you right now that can help you today? And then we can continue working on how we can better our relationship going forward. So it's a, it's a, it was a generic, you know, high level scenario, but that's kind of what I was talking about. Even, even I think what I meant in my post and, and, and that's what I've seen successfully work um, yeah. with, with empathy. That's great. And, and that really aligns, that aligns a lot with our um, kind of customer advocate, uh, customer advocacy managers or customer marketing managers um, yeah. that, that we work with as, that, that's what they're doing. They're, they're being intentional. Yep. They're being accountable. They're, they're bringing that creative aspect and coming to where the customers are at and delivering exactly. to them that type of opportunity that will help elevate them, that will help make them that rock star. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's all connected. Is it, is And it, it would be great if every department had this focus. So then when it yep. comes to building those advocates, it's easy because they have been nurtured and um, uh, just the, the customer experience from beginning to the time of advocacy um, has been great for them because People have been atten- intentional with them. They've been accountable for what they, they've said the solution will do or the follow-up that they've done with them, the onboarding, all of that. So exactly. it all connects. That, and that would be a, a perfect world scenario, right? If every team, <laughs> one of their KPIs was be empathetic. <laughs> it would be. It would be. 100%. To follow up of what, what Kaylee was saying. So, so many, so many companies portray themselves um, being customer first and customer led. Mm-hmm. Um but unless they embody what you've been talking about uh, with being empathetic, I mean, it, it, they really can't say that they're um, yeah. cus- customer first or customer led because it just ends up being that that marketing speak, uh, quote unquote. I agree. So have you, have you been able to find a way, a, a good way to like identify companies that are truly kind of customer first with this empathetic approach? I, I mean, I wish there was a easy and perfect recipe to that. I, I, but I don't, I think what I would say is the way that I see it is a lot of time it, 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 you have to see it kind of through different areas of of an organization. And I think it really comes down to, yes, I being a customer first, is it only about is it only for the customer success or support or, you know, the, the, I, I, that's the kind of, that I'm coming back to. It's like for those teams, or is it actually uh, for, uh, you know, starting from, again, the minute the customer knocks your door, it, it, it all starts at that moment, you know, when, even yeah. when they're not even, not even maybe they're just a lead, you know, there might just be, there's probably a, a little bit of an interest that they're showing. I think it starts from there. And even sometimes we don't even consider this, but like even through accounting and finance and other things, like, you know, that's also plays a big part of it because a lot of time I've seen, you know, a, a lot of companies have customer success team handled, handles renewals. Um, and, and sometimes what happens is, or even when, when, it, when the sales sales team is selling uh, to a, uh, to a prospect to make them a customer, once they they become a customer, you know, their their kind of their job 
stops or you know they've done what they what they did and then it goes mm-hmm. into yes into customer success but also you know there's accounting and finance team or other if you depending on what kind of a organization that you have is also working on collection and and other things what kind of an experience are they getting at that age at that at that place you know i think that also matters so it really comes down to every department plays a different role and an, and an important role when it comes down to you know um, being empathetic being understanding the customers understanding your your own needs and their needs in a different aspect you know you're fe- you're getting feedback every case that comes in is a feedback that you're receiving from your customer you're getting feedback from surveys and other things are your product team you know how are they react? Like, how are they approaching these feedbacks? Are they even getting these feedbacks? I think that really comes down to that. Um, so I don't think there's a perfect recipe. And again, like, I think I can sit here and, and try to describe a perfect world with it. <laughs> but um, I think, and again, like I myself haven't really um, come across when, but I feel like you know, a company that's fully like that. I mean, I work in a company, we are very customer centric. We try to put customers needs, you know, in front of, in front of um, anything. I mean, obviously it's, it's all about the customers and yeah. people and, you know, people, internal people and the customers overall. But to be honest, it's, it's sometimes we're still learning. We're also learning. And I think a lot of the companies are also still learning um, from the experiences, which is why we, I think even if, if the concept was there, Years ago, nobody was talking about being customer centric. I think it was a lot about product led um, yep. and and some other you know feature feature based or product led and other criteria. But I think as over time, and even I I I genuinely think COVID had to do a lot with this is because it really helped people think about it from a different different perspective. Is that well, if we're not gonna help, if we're not gonna just take care of, of the mass that we already have there's not going to be any point of going out there and getting more, more sales. You know, it's it just like you have to maintain um, and it, and it becomes a job of everyone uh, honestly, from, from the CEO level to an individual contributor um, and, and, and everyone that's involved and one way or another, whether you're, you're directly customer facing or not, I think it's part of the whole because the customer is getting experience from everyone, not just by mm-hmm. one team or one member. It's from everyone. So I don't think I've found a, a companies like that. But I do I do want to say that, or, you know, that companies are getting there. I think they're really are. Yes, yeah, they I talk agree. about customer centric, centric, but they're they're really getting out there. They're really getting to a point where they're really putting the customer's needs and 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 it's not just about another marketing you know a speech or something but it's actually they mean it what they say i think i'm seeing that changes in, in a lot of the companies that i'm coming across yeah no definitely and and honestly i mean the main kind of qualities that are required to make a customer success person successful are are the same as those of customer advocacy customer marketing professionals so it's really better that like what, what we're talking about, we're able to, to sniff out the true kind of customer first companies, the better outcomes for those roles, um, for those for those individuals and the non-customer focused companies will continue to be beat out when it comes to attracting talent and new 
customers um, yeah. if they're not going to catch up. So um, I think it it is a big switch that's happened in the past year for sure um, due to COVID because people are realizing the value of current customers is a lot stronger than those than those shiny new logos that um, it honestly is. The last couple things I wanted to ask here are uh, a little bit of um, like career and, and advice. Like how how is taking this this thought this approach um, to your your customers' experience, to your customer success, to your management um, style mm-hmm. of of your emotional intelligence and being intentional, accountable, and empathetic. How has it helped you, honestly, mature and, and grow in your role? And and what advice would you have to others who are looking to do this or are newly getting into a management type position? That's a great question. And I love it. I love this question so much. Um, Because, you know, I think I've talked about this here and there, if you'd like, but when I became, and I'll give you a simple, not even example, but like something that I did or happened to me is when I became, when I got my first uh, management um, role, and I think it was, it was not even that while ago. And one thing, my mindset was changed from, I was a customer success manager, an individual contributor, to I became a manager, you know, manager of a customer success and managing a team of customer success managers. And the mindset, the, the change that I had, and I tell you, is that was that I was managing customers. You know, I was I was trying to be the most successful customer success manager that my customers can have when I was an individual contributor from that to I'm trying to be the most successful customer success manager that I can have, that I can be for my team members. So, and if, if, and what I mean by that is in, in empathy and emotional intelligence and all, a lot of that has, it played a vital role in it. So now my mindset is that I wanna make my team successful. So if you're trying to, you know, trying to go for that management role, ask yourself, are you ready to, you know, give what it takes if, to to make your team successful, you know, because you're going to get into a place where you're going to have to, sometimes if you have a team of five people, you're going to have to go in there and deliver one message five different ways, because, you know, you were talking, now you're working with people. Same way when you're working with your customers, you know, even if there are so many processes and guidelines and stuff and things that you have created, you know, playbooks and other things, you end up treating each of your customers for the most part a little bit differently because they have slightly different needs. Um, so what I mean by that is is taking all this that I've learned over time being a customer in, in the, as an individual contributor and also, you know, reflecting on what I do how I communicate with that. Do I take a little bit of a time to basically think before responding, uh, taking, you know, responsibilities of my actions, being accountable, all of these things kind of transferred into the skills that I needed to have to be, uh, to, to at least try to be a good leader. So that comes down to, I became more aware and alert of, of, of some things that did not seem right in its place. And I became more curious about finding a solution. So it's like all of, over time, it just helped me build this skills and personalities that I needed to have to be in this management role. So that's how the emotional intelligence, the empathy, you know, social skills, motivations and all of that helped me 
uh, to to work with two things: people and practice. So from going from a being trying to be a successful yeah customer success manager for my customers, now I'm trying to be a good CSM um, to my my team team members. I really love all of your perspectives, Ashna. And one of the things that I'm curious about, so part of my background is doing customer research. And uh, what I found in that type of role, which was really about gathering the true qualitative feedback from clients, like the good, the bad, and the ugly that Mm -hmm. they might not even necessarily want to relay to like their CSM, like sometimes bringing in an outside, you know, party can, can help get to some even harder truths. And one of the things that we ran into sometimes was challenges around translating that tough feedback up to the leadership at the organization we were doing the research for. And it was very interesting to view this from that perspective because it really revealed to to me and to the others doing this type of research that companies who were receptive to the negative feedback and the really, you know, tough things to swallow, those were the ones who actually ended up having much happier customers, whereas the folks who were, you know, a little bit reticent and just sort of defensive when we would bring in these results, they, we had a lot more negative conversations with their clients. So um, I'm just curious how you go about translating tough feedback up to your leadership and the channels through which you do that. Like, is it through you know, are you communicating with all types of leadership, like product, mark, product, um, you know, like all the way up to the C-suite? You're, you're 100% right. And I think that's something that I've also experienced that, it, and what I mean by that is, is I've seen that those who are receptive to criticism, you know, or even positive and negative feedback. And, and I think, even on the other side is what you can I'm gonna come back to empathy. It's like, you know, it, uh, even on the other side who are receiving this feedback or who are just receiving that that this is what we were getting, you know, from our customers, from our team or or whatever. It, it's it's also like, are they also in a space when they can understand this? You know, I think it's it's again, we're we're dealing with people at the end of the day, whether internally or externally. So, and I'll tell you that we do have um even my company over time has evolved i've been in this company in five five years and i'll tell you that i've seen this company go from product led to now um really pushing towards customer uh, customer uh, centric or customer led um and and that has also helped how we look at these feedback that we're getting from the customers or or about the customers or even internal feedback um being in a leadership role that i am in in today is how we look at this feedback that we're getting. And it has even made it easier for us to communicate this feedback to different channels. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, I work on a, a small, um, small, small business right now. So it's, it, it, the channels are not that many for us to, you know, cross the hoops to get to where we need to get to. But we do have, we, some of the things that we do is we, um, we have a scheduled sessions by our product managers and in our product team that talks about 
you know, for the customer facing teams that talks about here's the product that we're working on based on some of the feedback, feedback and feature requests and all of that that we received. You customer facing people, tell us your thoughts on this. How do you think your customer will react to this? Do you think that this is going to be helpful? And then also take time to go and maybe talk to the customers and talk about it and then bring us back to that that feedback like we have created that open communication between the customer facing team and also the product team directly to have that conversation that's that's one of it second of it is also you know for even for internal feedback that we're getting maybe you know the the team members are not feeling um, right or or whatnot i think as a manager i i am i can take in all that feedback but i also have a direct you know I guess resources not the right, not not the right word, but like direct link to you know who I need to talk to, whether it's it's my my manager or, or VP or the, the the whoever that I need to talk to, to 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 give that feedback back in. So long long story short, what I'm trying to say is that we have come to a place over time that we've created that easy uh, communication routes that we can. Again, we're not perfect, but we work we're still working on it and we have evolved and, and created a place where we can, you know, deliver those feedback, but also even get feedback on the feedback that we received um, and be able to, um, I think, work on it from a customer's perspective. I think it's so critical what you're saying for being, for company alignment is one piece, you know, to be bridging the gaps between these different teams. Um, but you know, like you said, on a tactical level, providing a structure or a, you know, platform or a forum for those discussions that's intentional, which is something we've talked about, but, but is, is also set up with, you know, really positive outcomes in mind, I think is so critical. And I think that this is an area that customer success is slightly leading the way uh, compared to some customer marketing slash uh, customer advocacy teams that we have spoken with because we were actually doing some primary research on on this type of of yeah. interaction and and there don't seem to be as many of these sort of structured check-ins between teams uh, but it seems like that is just one of the most critical ways to you know not only get on the same page, as an organization, but also be a united front when it comes to how you're communicating back to customers and dealing with these issues that arise. So uh, really, really appreciate that uh, sort of your insight on how you guys are approaching that today. Thank you. All right, great. Well, we appreciate you so much for taking the time, Ashna. I'm so excited to uh, to have you on this podcast with us. Um, where can our listeners find you? What are some cool projects you have coming up? Uh, what's what's happening for you at, for the end of the year and early into the new year? Great question. I think the easiest place to find me is definitely LinkedIn. Although I do have to say that I am a little bit slower than usual responding to messages and, um, and things right now, it's just getting to the end of the year. But I will, I do get back to you. Um, and I'd love talking about customer success or anything about customer success, emotional intelligence. So if, I'd love for people to just, you know, reach out to me and then schedule time with me. I'd love to do that. Um, in terms of projects and whatnot, I think I, I, I did, I think, 
I did a lot in the beginning of this year and in the middle of the year. I think I slowed down a little bit at the end end of the year, but I'm still, you know, working with with CS Insider and CS Ladies and and CS Ladies. We have um, the workshops and mentorship program um, and, and for the women that are in customer success or in tech industry and all that. I think that's still being worked on, and also on the CS Insider side, um, the newsletter and 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 how we you know help people try to break into CS or grow in their career. I think those two are continuously I'm working on, but I do have to say we're gonna kick kickstart our book club again at the beginning of the year and we're we're gonna be reading another customer success book. So that's something I'm really excited for. And honestly, I haven't really thought about some of the resolutions that I'm gonna do. So I think that's that's what I'm gonna take this month to figure out and and come up with what projects I can work on in 2022. Very nice. I love it. And I'm going to have to follow, follow what, what book it is for the book club. Cause I, uh, it, it helps to read with people and have a deadline and I have agree. a reason for what you're reading. So, uh, the last book I read was the onboarding matters because I was being a facilitator on that, uh, uh, session that was, um, I guess in the fall, right? September. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out for, for that announcement. So Thank awesome. you. So we'll we'll include some of those links as well with the um, episode with the podcast. And yeah, thank you, um, thank you so much for joining us on our uh, Customer X Therapy Couch. Thank you so much. It's 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 been a pleasure. I love the conversation that we've just had, and I I I'm excited to see what people you know react to this. Agree. Thank you so much. We're ending this session, and we look forward to hosting the next guest on our couch. Feel free to submit a topic or apply to speak on the podcast on the Customer X Therapy podcast LinkedIn or on our website.